Hallelujah. All right, praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask that we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. As we have further light in your word this morning, we say there is no confusion. There is clarity for us as touching discipleship. And we say your name alone is glorified. And what ought to be said is said, and what ought to be done is done. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. We are still studying making disciples. <clears throat> making disciples. Matthew 28, verse 20, verse 18 to 20. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. The most important activity for every believer, like we said, is what discipleship. I told you yesterday. I said, or oh, in the midnight, I said that after salvation is what discipleship. after salvation is what discipleship. Discipleship is via what teaching, teaching. and teaching is what explanation, correction, and instruction. Good. So you are learning, right? Yes, sir. Some of you are seeing your mistakes, right? Yes, sir. Right, guys. Yes, sir. So you see that it's not just. How, um, do, uh, reality of the world. Reality of the world. Let's just, that's not how to do it. Though. What is your focus with it? Does that make sense? Yes, sir. What's your aim? <clears throat> Alright. <clears throat> so we said that uh, the, the, the most important uh, activity for every believer is, salvation, is discipleship. Look at Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, and Jesus came unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. <clears throat> so Jesus gave instruction to go and make disciples. He gave us an instructions to make disciples. So I would say making disciples implies to train others. It implies to train others. Making disciples implies to train others. And it's a continuous term. And this means that the instruction is to keep on making disciples as a never-ending endeavor. As a never-ending endeavor. It's, it's to train others. It's a continuous term. Look at what it says. It says, teaching them to observe. Teaching them to observe <coughs> explains discipleship. When he used the word teaching them to observe, that explains discipleship. So Luke described Jesus' act of discipleship. Look at it in Acts 1, verse 1. Acts 1, verse 1 to 4. Acts 1, verse 1 to 4. Are you there? You should be there. It says, He says, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost has given commandment unto the apostles, him he had chosen, to whom he had showed himself alive, after his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, 
which saith he, ye have heard of me. So in verse 5, he now says, For John truly baptized with water, and ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days ends. But look at the phrase he said in verse 1. He says, Anytime I read this scripture, it reminds me of people when we were having a conference in youth in 2019. People quoted the scripture. So that's how I knew it often. He said, Hallelujah. Like, like when Luke said in the book of Acts, Otiophilus, the former chapters, which Otiophilus, uh, the former chapters, which are made Otiophilus, of what Jesus began to do and teach. Glory. <laughs> that's how I knew that. That's, that's how that scripture stayed on my heart. Of what Jesus began to do, both to do and to teach. And that implies that Jesus taught by precept and by example. I told you that precept by example means by what? Uh, what did you, can you remember? What precept and by example means? Teaching. Teaching okay. and practice, exactly. So in Luke 9, verse 1 to 2, Luke 9, verse 1 to 2, Luke 9, thank you, Lord. You know, fear has never worked the power of God. Fear has never worked the power of God. You cannot act the power of God in fear. You can't. Fear has never what the power of God. You cannot heal the sick in fear. You cannot cast out a demon in fear. You cannot get people filled with the Holy Ghost in fear. Fear has never worked the power of God. And I say to you this morning that you are bold. Amen. Boldness has come. Boldness has come. Look now in verse 1 to 2. He called the twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So Jesus' example, it is clear that discipleship is an ongoing, lifelong activity. There is no end to discipleship. Tell your neighbor, say, there is no end to discipleship. There is no there end to discipleship. So in the next 60 years, tell your neighbor, say, in the next 60 in years, in the next 80 years, you should still be found learning. In the next 100 years, you should still be found learning. That is it. There is no end to discipleship. No end. It's a lifelong activity characterized by regular follow-up. So as you are teaching your people, you are training them, it's a lifelong activity. It's characterized by regular follow-up. With teaching, with the teaching and practice of God's word, that is what it is characterized by. It's a lifelong activity characterized by regular follow Look at Jesus' interaction with Martha. He presents us with a typical of discipleship. Look at, look at Jesus' interaction with Martha. Luke 10, verse 38. Luke 10, verse 38. You should be there. He says that it came to pass, as they went, he entered into a certain village, and into a, 
And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and ate his word. But Martha was combat about more serving and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me to help me? Look at what she said in verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Matter, matter. <laughs> Anytime I see this thing, eh, it, it reminds me of so many things. I'll tell you later. It says, Matter, matter. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. So Jesus has gone to the house of Mary and Martha. And Mary sat at the feet of Jesus to lay. You know that follow-up? I don't know if you see it. That's follow-up. He went to the house. To sit at somebody's feet implies to be in submission or to learn. To sit at somebody's feet means to be in submission or to learn. So Luke was explaining to us that Mary was a disciple of Jesus. She was trained as she was taught from the scriptures. So look at some instances where they use the, at the apostles' feet. It just simply means submission. Look at Acts 4. Acts 4 verse 37. Acts 4 verse 37. Acts 4 verse 37. It says, having, having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. So you will see that the apostles' feet doesn't mean they literally dropped it at his feet. It simply means a, a form of submission. Their giving was subject to a submission. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Was subject to the local church. It was subject to the leadership of the church. You see in Acts 5 verse 2, it says, And kept back the part of their price, and also being privy to it, and brought certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Are you seeing that? Mm -hmm. The reason why Ananias and Sapphira offended was because the money that the leadership of the church as giving to them to remit, they couldn't remit it. They now brought a little of it. That was a lie. That was not what it's supposed to be. We're going to study all of this when we are studying doctrinal teachings on the God do it and all of those things. Just anticipate for that. So the book of Acts presents us with practical demonstrations of, of discipleship. So that shows that Mary now was a disciple of Jesus. Are you seeing it now? But she wasn't among the twelve. But she was a disciple. And you see that Jesus had... One of the things I will show you as time progresses is that Jesus had disciples everywhere. You know, yesterday, on the minute that I was showing you, Joseph the Arimathea was a disciple too of Jesus who learned. Are you seeing it? So, let's see discipleship in the book of Acts. Look at one, Acts 1 verse 15. Let's see discipleship in the book of Acts. Acts 1 verse 15. You have to know how to open the scripture. Why am I saying that? This is to say, what has it? You should know it. Now, and in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of the names together were about 120. It says, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. They used the word disciples. Look at Acts 6 verse 1. Acts 6 verse 1. It should be there. It says, and in those days, when the number of disciples multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians 
against the Hebrews and the widows who have neglected the daily ministration. So he used disciples there again. You also see in verse, uh, verse 2, where it says the 12 called the multitude of the disciples. You know, I trust God that this is what is going to be with our ministry. Amen. The multitude of disciples. Amen. It says the 12 called the multitude of disciples. So he used the word of, he used multitude there. It says, it is not reason that we leave the word of God and serve tables. Look at it, verse 7. It says the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied. And the great company of peace were obedient to the faith. When he used the phrase, a great company of peace were obedient to the phrase, the priests were those who should naturally knew the law, but having believed the gospel, they have now become students. So the priests are people they're supposed to even be listening to. You don't understand. Say, it's like saying pastors are following us in their following our ministries. Does that make sense? The priests are people they're supposed to be listening to. But what happened here is that. They say even a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. The great company of priests are now disciples. That is that is wild harvest, wild multiplications. Are you seeing it, guys? Look at the Mark nine verse one. This Saul of Tarsus before he became before he became a Christian. He says, "And Saul yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples." He used the word against the disciples. So you are seeing that disciples, you are going to see that disciples is a consistent word in the book of Acts. So that's why we use it. We have chosen to follow the scriptures. Does that make sense? Some call their own students. Some call their own our protégés, our mentees. But in our own church, we have chosen to use the word disciples. Does that make sense? We just want to follow the Bible. Let's use Bible word. <laughs> Look at verse 10. It says there was a certain disciple named uh, certain disciples at, at Damascus named Ananias. He used the word certain disciple. Look at in verse uh, 19. Look at in verse 19. Of that act 9, verse 19. It says, And he has received meat and he was threatened. Then was saw certain days with the disciples that were at Damascus. It says, Certain days with the disciples that were at Damascus. Look at in verse 25. He says, then the disciples took him by night and let him down in the wall of the of or in the wall in the basket. Look at uh, 26 also. He says, Saul was come to Jerusalem. He has said to join himself to the disciples, but they were afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. Are you seeing it? Disciple was very consistent. Look at verse 36 of that same at nine. He says. Now there was a chopper in Saturday. So that shows we can have disciples scattered around. Are you seeing it? Now it says there was a chopper now. So chopper will not simply be somewhere close. It is another city now. So we can have disciples in different locations. We're raising them in different locations. In Atlanta, in uh, Alabama, in uh, Boston, in everywhere. So it says there was a certain disciple named Tabitha. Which, in by interpretation, is called Dorcas. <laughs> you know, there's one of my friends. The wife, his wife's name is called Dorcas. Dorcas. So, we now said, we now said, let me tell you this. I'm sure he's going to listen to this someday. <laughs> his wife's name is called Dorcas. So, he said his wife's name as Dorcas. Ah. So, Barry now said, why would you say your wife's name as just normal Dorcas? He now said, is her name not Dorcas? <laughs> Why should I save it as baby? Also, is, is that not a name? <laughs> so since then, every time I read this scripture, I say Dorcas. 
and I said Dockers, my head is to do with Dockers. <laughs> so it says this woman was full of good words and how did as she did. Look at verse 38. At nine verse 38, it says, For as much as Lida was nine and Dopa, uh, nine to Joppa, and the disciples heard that Peter was there. So that means disciples now will not be one people in Joppa. There are a multitude of people now in Joppa hearing the word. Are you seeing it, guys? Yes, so you look at it at 11, verse 26. At 11, verse 26. It says that when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. And it came to pass that the whole year they assembled together with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were first called Christians. Look at it, verse 29. It says, The disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief. To the brethren. Are you seeing that disciples is just a consistent thing in the book of Acts? Look at in Acts 13, verse 52. So I'm showing you scripture so that you will believe it. Acts <laughs> uh, 13, verse 52. You should be there. It says, And the disciples were filled with joy and what? In Holy Ghost. Go with the God. Look at Acts 14, verse 20. At 14 verse 20, albeit as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas and Debbie. See, albeit the disciples. Look at it, verse 22. Verse 20, confirming the souls of the disciples. Look at it, verse 28. And they abode long time with the what? Look at our 15 verse 10. Now, therefore, why you thank God? Put a yoke on your neck of the of the what? Look at Acts 16, verse 1. The guy called Timothy. He says, There came to Debbie. There came into Debbie. And this Chambio, the certain disciple was there named Timothy. So this Timothy was somebody in the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was a brother in the church that they, it was like when Paul and Silas had uh, all of those things, or Paul and Barnabas have issue and all of those things. The next thing they did was the church recommended Timothy to Paul. So he was already growing in the church. Oh, yeah, you brother, go and work with Paul as he's going about his missionary journey. Does that make sense? So Paul was not the one who had to groom him, train him properly more. Are you getting what I'm saying? But he was a disciple of the church. Look at Acts 18, verse 32. Are you see? So you see now the church expanded from Acts 2. They've now started, they've reached different cities now. Are you seeing it? They have reached Joba, reached Lisha, they've gone different places. Look at Heart 18. Heart 18, verse 23. So, all those cities is just to show us how far the gospel have gone. So, are you seeing that? That mission that Jesus told them that Jerusalem, Judea, and to the uttermost part of the age, you see, it's coming to pass. Yes. Hey. Now it has come about. Now we are in Rochester, New York. Yes, you see, and now we are in different ministry locations too. And when, what's your village called? Apach. <laughs> Apach. Now we are in Apach. <laughs> Apach. I can't wait to go there someday. <laughs> All right. Look at in um. At uh, where were we? What? Eighteen verse twenty-three. Eh? Eighteen verse twenty-three. Oh, that's what I called. 
Okay, yeah. I'll be ready. Yes, sir. Right. Mm -hmm. At the TV, says that after he has sent some time there, he departed and went over from the country of Galatia. You see, the gospel now is reaching Galatia and Pergra in order, strengthening all what? Yes. Yes. So you see, the gospel is already reaching there. And they, it's the, the consistent word is disciple. Look at verse 27 in that place. It says, and he has. And when he was disposed to pass to Hekia, the brethren wrote him, exhorting what? Was to do what? To receive him. Look at Acts 19, verse 1. It says, And when it came to pass that Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the upper coast of Ephesus, finding certain disciples, people who are learning God. Look at it, verse 9. He says, And separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Theranos. Look at in verse 30, at 1930. It says, And Paul would have entered into the people, the disciples suffered him not. So you see that discipleship is, a, is, is, a, is something all through the book of Acts. Look at in Acts 20, verse 1. And after the whole pro was seized, Paul called unto him, the what? The disciples, and embraced them and departed for to go into Macedonia. He called all of them and said, Guys, I'm leaving. I'm going to Macedonia. He embraced them. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what he did in this place. He, step, he just passed by. This 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 before the this before the Uticor story. He passed by and said, let him just quickly have a quick stop. Then the quick stop. This brother did not stop teaching them. See, Uticor died. <laughs> I woke up and still continued teaching. That's what happened. He was just trying to have like it's like saying. Let me just stop by now and not dream and just greet them and say bye-bye and just say, hey guys, how are you guys doing? And that way, I started teaching for the next 12 hours. That was happened. <laughs> look at that. Uh, where were we? Um, okay, look at verse 7. It says, upon the first day of the week, disciples came together to break bread and Paul preached. <laughs> That's what happened. So the first day of the week, where disciples gathered. That's what how this duty calls to you. It says upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached them, ready to depart on the morrow. He was ready. Look at are you seeing? He already is like saying he came today and said, I'm going tomorrow. I just came to see hello, just to bring bread. Bring bread means love feast. Just let's eat and gist. That's all. He says to bring bread, ready to depart tomorrow. Look at what happened. He says he continued his speech until midnight. Ah, you know, put because I want the shape is brain that this boy that came to break with us. Which one is the Greek word? Is the Hebrew word? Is why is he showing us? And he continued his speech until midnight. And I told you that when the scripture uses night like that, it means long hours, twelve hours. That's what it means. <laughs> you know. Look at it, verse. Uh, ah, it's true. I really say this, you know. <laughs> it's joy and day when I'll be making me conscious of, you know. I think I say it a lot, right? You know? You know? So uh, I should not say it now. I should be saying it. In it. <laughs> I think that's the next one I should move into. Maybe you change it after some years. Huh? I should change, I'll be changing it every every Oh, 2019 was let me explain. Wait, let me explain. Wait, let me explain. Let me explain. Now it is you know. 
Okay, so today I'm training in it. Tomorrow you switch back. No, it's going to be in it. So in it. Yeah. <laughs> also, of your own self, men shall arise, speaking perversities and drawing disciples after them. You see, in it. In in Acts twenty one verse four. Acts twenty one verse four. It says, and finding disciples, a thirty days, seven days, who said to Paul, through the Spirit, that he should not go up to Jerusalem. In verse 16, Acts 21, verse 16. Are you seeing that all through the book of Acts is just the word disciples? Are you seeing it? So it means they are trained. And what did you say disciple a disciple is? Check your note, check your note. That's not what I said. An apprentice. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Someone who is not. Everybody is speaking Greek and Hebrew. Someone who is a road in your school. Uh -huh. Doing what? Go and look. Take you, check your notes. Check your notes. No, that's check your notes. Someone who is what? Constantly taught from the scriptures. Who is growing? A reflection of the one who is learning. A reflection of the one who is learning. With a definite local assembly. Definite leadership. Good. So you in it. Since they say I should not say it. You always say you know, you know, you know all the time. So me now decided to in it, in it, in it. It so, sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, <laughs> Acts 21 verse uh, what were we say? Verse 16. There with us also certain disciples of Caesarea. You see? Certain disciples brought with them a master of Caesarea, an old disciple with whom we should lodge. So in it, you 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 know that uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know he's here to stay. You know he's here to stay. You know, he, he just... <laughs> you know, ah. In it, it was joy I first left it from. Interestingly, I, I, maybe she left it from me. But I, there was a day she was leading prayer, and as she was leading prayer, she was like, you know, guys, you know, you know, you know, like Pastor said, you know, I was like, ah, ah, you know, you know, so all I heard in the living of the prayer was, you know, you know. No, you know. But I think I pick him more. That was that four weeks that she was doing that. So you, Pastor, you know, you know, you know, you can be hungry. You know, you know, you can, you know. Either you were there that day now. You know, you know. So me too. I go to service, you know. <laughs> so now in it. So this means that there's an overwhelming emphasis on discipleship and the apostles or the early church had. So as the word of God grew, the evidence of this is that more people. So when we say the word of God is growing, it simply means more people are being taught, they are being trained, 
and discipled with the gospel of Christ. More people are taught. More people are trained with the disciple with the gospel of Jesus. More people are taught. So it can therefore readily be affirmed that the church, the local church, ought to be a school of discipleship. The local church is a school of discipleship. And I expect every one of you who holds ministry locations, who leads the ministry locations we have, to reflect the same culture. It should be a school of discipleship. Does it make sense, guys? That is where believers are nurtured. They are brought up in the light of God's word. They are nurtured. They are brought up in the light of God's word. <coughs> and I said, after salvation is what? Discipleship. After salvation is what? Discipleship. So, and discipleship involves training of believers. You are training believers. Just like you were trained to pray. Every one of you here were trained to pray. You were trained to even fast. You were trained to preach. You were trained to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. You were trained to, you know, to, to in it to do everything. You will train people like that. In Mark 9, verse 1, it says, I saw here breathing out churches as lover against the disciples of the Lord. He used the word disciples of the Lord. So there was there was a collective term. Collective actions. Disciples. So disciples are involved in collective actions. We are all workers here. It shows that everyone in a see, let me tell you. There is nothing like membership class in the supernatural community church. Membership class is startable to workership class. That is it. Our goal is to have workers. So you wondering who will not be a member? Everybody will be working. Everybody will have a department. Everybody will have something they are doing. Everybody. That's the goal. Everybody is preaching. Everybody is praying. Everybody is doing outreach. Everybody is getting people filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody is praying for the sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everybody is raising disciples. We are all doing this work together. It's a collective action. You see in Act 19 verse 19, Act 19 verse 20, Act 9, Act 9 verse 19, Act 9 verse 25. Collective actions. Act 9 verse 39. At 11 verse 26, at 13 verse 52, at 14 verse 20 to 22, at 15 verse 10, at 18 verse 23, 27, at 19 verse 1. In discipleship, there is an ongoing work. Ongoing. Ongoing. Look, let us see something in Acts 2. Go to Acts 2 now. Look, let us to see something in Acts 2. After the 3,000 men were saved, what was happening when 3,000 men were saved? Look at Acts 2 verse 41. What happened when 3,000... So when people get saved, what's the next thing on your mind? What's the next thing on your mind? So when you go on outreach, you are going to go and look for who? That is it. So that shows you are deliberate with where you are going to. You are not just going to just go and preach. Stop that feeling. Does that make sense? You are delivering who you want to talk to in our church. Are you seeing it? Because you want to raise who? Disciples. And we are going to have it too. It's a word that they say. Every one of you are going to have men you are responsible for. Amen. Look at Acts 2, 
Verse 41. And they that gladly received the word were baptized. And the same day was added to them 3,000. So look at what happened. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and prayer. They were doing the same thing. The apostles' doctrine refers to what the apostles taught them. Flowing from what they learned from Jesus. So what we taught you, all our messages, you are teaching the same. You are not teaching something, something I did not teach. That is you breeding disciples for yourself. That is a rebellious act. You are not teaching what we have not taught in church. You are not escapulating your own message. You are saying the same thing. Does that make sense? You are giving them the message. They are growing with you. So, do you know what that means? It means the whole church is united. You know, I only see some of you just a few times in a year. But where you are, I am sure that you are doing the same thing. Does that make sense? You are listening to the same message, giving them the same message, ensuring they are growing with the same word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not that you are teaching them your own opinions. Then we are not, then that is not a disciple of our local church. If you are teaching them something we have not taught, you are not you are you are breaking the mold. And let me tell you the truth: you cannot grow in that because that's in division. Nothing grows in division. Are you hearing me, guys? Are you hearing me? When you are doing what we are doing, we will all grow. I taught you in unity. How many of you have listened to it? Everybody, right? Yeah, you should. We are doing the same thing. So this implies, so that shows that the apostle doctrine means what the apostles taught, flowing from what they learned from Jesus in his pattern, in his style, in his emphasis, in his gravity. Just like we emphasize ministry, you are going to emphasize it to your disciples in the same gravity. Look at how much we emphasize prayer. You are going to emphasize it with the same gravity. Look at how much we emphasize going for outreach. There is none of you here that doesn't go for outreach. It is the culture of the church. You are going to emphasize it with the same gravity and pattern. Having a disciple is something we consistently say every week. It is something we consistently also be ringing in their ears. So, this implies that after they got people say, the apostles taught consistently. And this, and what happened? It resorted to multiplication. They were teaching consistently. Stop saying you don't have time. I've corrected you, and I'm sure you have listened, right? Yes, right, guys? Yes, right? Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Don't say you don't have time. You have to, we study it in the midnight. On If you love God, you will create time, Abby. Yes, Abby? Yes, sir. You will create time. So, every time, so in that 6 verse 1, it says, as the, look at what it says, in those days, as the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose the moment of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows had neglected in their daily ministration. So every time the word of God increased, what increased was what? Discipleship. 
So a proof that the word of God is growing is that they are students of the word. It's not that men are just listening to us or Sarkar. It's that those are fans. We must know the difference. Are you getting me? People just like our ministry. Those are fans. But the word of God is growing. It means we have disciples. We are students of the word. People are learning. Who are doing what we are doing. Who are praying. Who are reaching out. Who are, you know, who are committed to the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those are disciples. Who are acting on the word of God. Acts 8 verse 4. Acts 8 verse 4. He says, and they were scattered abroad. And what did they do? They went everywhere doing what? Everywhere doing what? Preaching the word. Preaching the word means that those who were taught also carried out ministry. They carried out ministry. In Acts 11 verse 21. Acts 11 verse 21. Acts 11 verse 21. It says, and the hand of the Lord was with them. Ah, yeah. You know the hand of God is upon our ministry. Amen. It says the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Look at it, what he now says in verse 26. He now says, And when they found him, they brought him to Ankyo. And it came to pass that the whole year they assembled together and with the church. They taught much people. You see, they taught much people. And they were first, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. They had to call them Christians. Because so that shows that what the disciples taught is not different from what Jesus was teaching. For them to call them Christ-like. Are you seeing it? Yes, Are you seeing it? So it shows that they saw a reflection of Jesus. They saw a reflection of uh, uh, the apostles and Jesus. The disciples have now multiplied and they are still doing the same pattern. You must act like a disciple of a church. Don't act on count on social media. You are always posting your life. Every activity that is going on, you are posting it on social media. It's a wrong attitude. That is not I've trained any of you. Are you hearing me? Yes, Are you hearing me? Yes, there must be a conservativeness with you. There must. You want to cook, you are posted. You want to eat, you are posted. You want to dance, you are. I know that you can't even try it. If I ah. You must be careful. So, they were called Christians, just like Christ. It was mockery at that time. The term Christians implies to be like Jesus. So, it was mockery. They were calling them Christians. But in context, it, was, it, was, it means to be rejected just like Jesus was. In that 15 verse 52, it says, Disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. So, observe their corporate actions. Do you notice, how many of you have seen a sheep before? You know how sheep walk in the same path? All of them are going together. How many of you notice? And when the herdsman notices that another person is going, what does he do? He flog, he uses his stick on that cattle. So that, that one will quickly reset back. Are you seeing? That is what correction does. Once you are hearing like that, we flog you with correction. We come upon your soul, your senses will return back. You must, we are doing the same thing. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Corporate actions. You are looking around. Ah, is Sister Ewa posting like this one? This. Hmm. Not post, don't let me post. 
corporate actions. You are looking at your seniors. What are they? What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they not doing? Well, you are just looking. Who? Oh, let me be in shape. Let me act right, so that they don't use. They don't come upon my soul. Some of you guys to submit report list. We are coming there. We are still coming. Some people that submit 1201, we are still coming. Some people that submit 2 a.m. We are coming. It's, it's very soon. Soon and very soon. Some people that submit their fellowship report late. We are coming. Soon and very soon. Everybody is quiet. What do you expect in this meeting? To be rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Glory! I see and I say. I just perceive in my heart. Oh, that's glory meeting. That's calm meeting. This one. The Holy Ghost. Now, some of you that allow your disciple to disciple you. We are coming. <laughs> Corporate actions. Corporate actions. So if we are all learning from the same person, it means our actions are the same. Are you seeing it? Yes, are you seeing it? Yes, it means our actions are the same. Observe in Acts 2 verse 47. Act 2 verse 47. Act 2 verse 47. It says, praising God and favor and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as should be seen. In Act 5 verse 14. Act 5 verse 14. Look at something that happened. So our churches must be increasing daily. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your fellowship must be what? Must be what? Your cell meeting must be what? Must be what? Look at Act 5 verse 14. Let's read together. One, two, go. I'll wait for you. Act 5 verse 14. One, two, go. You're nobody. You're not reading it. One, two, ready, go. That is the consistency. It's a consistency. You read in Act 9 verse 13, Act 9 verse 32, Act 14 verse 22, Act 14 verse 28. They use the word believer, saints, church, and then disciples. They gathered as a church. They believed the same gospel. They were saints at salvation and disciples by practice. All of you are saved by salvation, but you are a disciple by practice. So in other words, they were doing what they were told to do. So, even if the person is a born again, even if the person is a serious Christian, he is tongue talking. But if this is our church, we will see disciples, you will start again. You will start again. If the person has been a pastor, you will start again. You have to show us that you are really a pastor by allowing somebody younger than you to teach. If you can, if you are really humble, you will now see it. Yes, sir. You will start again. You will. There's no... Uh, because we have to do the same thing. 
If you do not start again, you'll be teaching something else we do not teach. Then there will not be problem. Problem we cannot undo. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That's why, as we grow, we multiply in different cities. It must be the same thing. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Different, the same thing. The same trainings. The same way we are praying, they are praying. The same way we are. So, if it will involve you to drive down for them, are you seeing why you will? If it will require you to fly down so that the pattern is not changing, are you seeing you will? Yes, because it has to be what? The same. So that when they come for a meeting like this, they are not going to be surprised. I'm sure none of you are surprised with, with us teaching late to the midnight. You know it's that. <laughs> they will have even told you, you will know that this is sight and sound. This is workers' retreat. You do it, it's, it's, you do not come to sleep. This is not camp meeting. Does that make sense? This camp meeting, we can be wearing suits. Porsche. You know? Having homiletics. The Greek word is... But here we are talking to you direct. So, they were saints at salvation and disciples by pastors. In other words, they were doing what they were told to do. So, and that is how you are going to raise your disciples. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. It's not a man, it's this, that's what you are going to do. So, you already know what to do now. These teachings are giving, so it's not just, you are little the world, 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 every time. I'm just teaching, you are training. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. You also see in Acts 15, verse 10, Acts 18, verse 23. Look at Paul's model. I taught you this in, um, in um, Mission is Possible. Paul's model of discipleship. I thought, because Paul's prototype of discipleship in Acts 19, he met 12 guys. Look at Acts 19. In, in Acts 19, he met 12 guys there. He preached the gospel to them. After, in verse 6, he laid hands on them. God then filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you seeing discipleship? If God then feel the Holy Ghost, what did he do? He began to teach them daily. And after three months, he separated those that were listening and taught them for another two years. It's just like when I first came to Rochester too. That's what happened. No one will remember. We had a lot of people that were teaching. Then we had to separate certain people. If it's, uh, if it's nine, we separated the ones that are really listening. He taught them for another two years. So discipleship is primary, it involves teaching. And this teaching will involve explanation, right? Yes, sir. What's the next one? Exhortation. Which was the next one? Instruction. What's the next one? Correction. And making information available. Add that to it. Making information available. You are talking to them, you are making information available to them. You will not be able to answer all the questions. Don't be, don't be in the hurry. Just tell them. We will study later. Pastor has not taught this yet. We will study. Or if if you if it is a recent message that you know is a recent message, we just taught that you know you cannot teach it. Give them the sermon. Say, let's listen to it together. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Because be calm. It's the lives of people. It's not see. Listen, everybody look at me. Look at me. 
we are going to give account for the lives of people. What I'm doing to you, I'm going to give account. God is going to ask me that you saw this apple and you did not do anything. So the lives of people is precious. God said we will give account of these lives. So stop treating people like you want to lord over their lives. No, that's not what you are doing. God is going to ask you, this soul he gave you, because do you know that it is supernatural to get a soul? Hope you know. Yes, See your lives now. So you have not slept well. You are still writing notes. You think it's easy? <laughs> you think it's easy? Could you have imagined your life like this years ago? I don't know. If you, I don't could have imagined your life and said, there will be one day. Someone will be telling me to take notes. Don't be writing. Don't be writing. Don't be. I don't be. I don't be. I don't imagine it in your life. It's supernatural. So that means God gave you a soul. You're going to give account. So stop thinking you want to do everything for them. You want to ah, ah, calm down. You are just, it's a privilege. I tell myself that every time. It's a privilege that I'm a pastor. And you must always tell yourself that I'm privileged to pastor these people. I'm privileged to be a shepherd over these ones. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It's a privilege. I'm grateful to God. So don't see it as, hey, be careful with them. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So you are making information available. So that was false approach when he got to Ephesus. He first got to have men saved, preached to them, do all of those things. So the first contact we have to with people is to get make sure that they receive salvation. Are you seeing it? Yes, sir. So not to invite them to church. That's not the first thing. Not that when you meet them, can you come to church on Sunday? That's not it. The first thing you are trying to do today. So you see that church is not where we do altar call every Sunday. Yes, are you seeing it, guys? Yes, church, church is where the continuous process of discipleship is taking place. Are you seeing it? Yes, sir. Because it is expected that Everyone who is coming into the church is coming into the church through the door of what? Discipleship. They are taught God's word, they are trained, you are bringing them for it. So, church is like saying, is enhancing your work on their lives. They are fellowshipping with the brethren. Not to invite them to church or to assume they are saved already. In verse 6, God then filled with the Holy Ghost. So two things were evident. Upon reaching out to people with the gospel, deliver must get their feet with the Holy Ghost. Every one of you know how to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, Abi? Yes, sir. Abi? Yes, sir. So it's noteworthy that the same thing happened in Acts 2. They got people filled with the Holy Ghost. The government said, in Acts 10, too, the same thing. The government filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 8, they did the same thing. Acts 19, he was there laying on of it. They spoke in tongues immediately as they believed. So as you get people saved, what's the next thing? You are getting the field, you only go, discipleship is starting, right? Yes, sir. It's that teaching. So in essence, when we preach the gospel, we must get our cover filled with the Spirit. And that's the pattern of the early church. It's not as if when they come to church, when I say, if you cannot speak in tongues, you stand up. Or tongues is strange to them when we are talking in tongues. That is not it. So when we are doing open prayer, we are praying in tongues. 
it is like wow so everybody can even do what me i'm doing are you seeing it yes, you know sir. you got them feed alone they will still be feeling hey, this does not make sense but imagine you bring them to church opening prayer time they just see people say shabrakata ah, so it's it's normal that is it so what did paul also do next in verse 10 he dwelled there for the space of two years and all of those things in verse 11 it says and god wrought special miracle by the eyes of Paul. paul patiently taught this new cover for two and a half years and this is the greatest gift we have to a new cover the greatest gift you owe a new convert is the knowledge of God's word we are teaching. You owe him that. Let me tell you, as your pastor, I owe you the responsibility to know God's word. That is why I am studying, I am teaching. I am making sure that you know God's word. You know it accurately. And you are going to know it even much more. Don't worry, we started set one and set two training. Very soon you will start having concordance. You start knowing Greek very well, Greek and Hebrew very well, how to use it. I'm going to train you on those things. That's what you owe people. Responsibility of also. Remember, feed my sheep, Bosco, Poemano. Remember that? Yes, Nurture. Take care of people. Nurture them. Feed them. And you feed them out by teaching. So you are going, I see you guys teaching. You're just going to be teaching. So he was faced, so when he was faced with opposition, he did not lie back to complain. He did not, Paul did not, when he was faced with opposition in Acts 19, verse 9 to 10, he did not come complaining. He just separated the disciples, taught them daily in the school of one Tyrannus. Daily teaching implies they will go, they will go to work, and in the day, they will come in the evening to hear the word. It was a discipline that Paul had to imbibe in them. They will go to work, they will come back in the evening to hear the word. They will go to work, they will go to school for oh, yeah, one hour, just hear the word again. This, that, 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 that. You, they will have, you know, they will have times. They will just, you know, they will just uh, listen to the word, submit report to me, get back to me. You listen to this word, you get back to me, tell me what you learned. It was a discipline he had to imbibe in them. The discipline we have in our church is you listen to the word every day. So that when we are teaching this long, you are not going to be bored. I don't want to raise believers that they are, as we are hearing God's word, they are, they are just yawning, texting me, hey, they are just yawning. No, you can't yawn that way. Because all of you here hear the word more than one hour every day. We don't have a 30 minute sermon. Abi, is there any? Being effective with tongues. Hunger. Oh, God. God. That was not. I was God too. 20 minutes. That was. When? This is very long ago. Which other one? This is very, very minimal. Born again is because we want to. I I I shorten that born again because it's for new convert. So that the appears entrance into the world. Like, ah, two hours. Do you hear? No. <laughs> when it's not. That's why I shorten that one.
We said, uh, you see, there's no really someone like that. Because you have to be hungry for the word. The appetite of God has to open. So you, sometimes you will sleep, you wake up, you still be hearing, you still be hearing the voice play. In fact, inside the world, you don't be hearing, Why are you sleeping? I don't know if I've heard things like that in the message before. What? You will sleep in? This and that? You don't wake up, yeah? <laughs> From your dream, you will hear you don't wake up, man. You know? It's like that. Ah, in it? <laughs> so look at the model of how he thought. In our 20, verse 1 to 20. Because of my time, I don't want to read the, the whole scripture. Let me see. Let, let's see, read um, verse 20. Let's see. Yeah? No. no. Because of my time, I have a, we have a lot to do today. Look at verse 20. He says, And I kept back nothing from, I kept back nothing that was profitable to you, but I showed you and taught you publicly from what? House to house. Discipleship. So that 12 men, let me tell you what happened. That 12 men he met in Act 19. He was teaching. He taught them for two years before leaving for another place. He taught them till they became spiritually matured. Some of you, you will leave your disciples to another city and your disciples have not even grown. What kind of thought is that? I There's a friend of mine. She's supposed to be in the UK by now. Or since last year, she got the visa, she got everything. She has been defying the admission. I said, why? She said, ah, my disciples are not yet mature to a point. I need to make sure they are stable before I leave the country. I said, you are a good... And I got her saved. I said, you are a good child of God. I got her saved. I got her filled with the Holy Ghost. But she's in another church. She's not in our church. I said, you are a good child of God. He's another person that sees opportunity to go to UK. In Nigeria, yeah. Yeah. Jackpa. Jackpa. They have gone. They have It's gone. In fact, our whole family is against her life. But she said, I can't. She said, she was even crying to me. She said, I can't leave now. He said, I can't. He said, these people are not grown. He said, what am I going to the country to do? I said, ah, Father, this is. My work will not be bought on in Nepal because I'm going to have reward. I got her saved. At least if I know you for do enough for I got you saved. Got you free. I would have sent you to that church. I was like, if I were still talking in Zero, I was like, yeah. I see you're a good child. I said, maybe this match or this me, I'll start considering to go. So maybe they, I, I'm, I'm trusting God, I'm praying that they would have grown to, the, to, to a point by now where I can hand them over and they will already be coming to trust stably and all of those things. And then I'm ready to leave the country. That is God's plan. So I say, eh? I'll not defy my mission. My life will not be because of one soul. One soul. That's my business. I mean, you be like, you gotta die. God's ah. men. Ah, in eternity, what will matter is not your admission. What will matter is not your degree. I'm not saying you should not go and take your degree seriously. Don't yet, if they go, oh, 
Okay, you shall know you will still submit your grade. Oh, you don't know? Ah. Uh, you will still submit it though, because you cannot fail. You cannot do, say you are doing ministry. Yeah, I've not seen your last one. I saw your own, but I've not seen your own. You have to submit it to before you leave Rochester. Corridor, you have not seen your own too. You have to submit it. Oh, you, oh, you, you are good. I'm monitoring you in my heart. Ah, I've not seen your own. Let me see it. I'm not joking. You know, you know that I say, it's ministry that is making you feel. I know you. You are a, you are a G. I'm, I'm monitoring you too in my heart. You know that I say, it's ministry that is making me feel exam. You are who? You are who? Hey. I'm not joking. But back to what we are saying. So that's it. Hmm. What could Simon with this? Ah, this my life, Joe. Ah. The soul that Christ died for. That's how you are. That's how you are talking about them. Hmm. Don't 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 I cannot kill myself over anybody. Ah. Jesus killed himself over it. Over even you. You say you cannot kill yourself over anybody. Me, I'm ready to kill myself over you people. I'm not joking. If it's you think it's easy? I've been standing. I've been this. I've not been able to sleep for days very well. I'm still here. I have assignments to still submit. Project to still submit. I'm still preaching. Oh. I'm ready to kill myself over this one. You, you're not saying you're not ready to kill yourself over this one. Learn me. It's not even... You, you have the audacity to say it. Ah. Who are the souls that Christ died for? Don't talk like that though. Are you hearing me? Yes, Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Souls matters to God though. In eternity, God is not going to count your car. God is not going to count your degree. God is not going to count everything. God is going to count the men you raised. There's a one, two, two and a half. <laughs> So the twelve men, in thought for two and a half years, before leaving for another place, became spiritually mature. In fact, I have a friend. He's supposed to leave the countries he is now. So he said he quickly stepped back and go back. He said why? He said he still needs to strengthen his disciples much before he leaves. I said you're yeah, a man of God. That is how this, that is how somebody who is serious thing. <coughs> Not that all you are just thinking is about your life, 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 your life. What about the souls you are reaching? Who will reach them? What plans have you made? Are they grown? Are they stable in church? So if you know you are going to leave a place, you see that you have to start thinking and be praying and be making sure that you are over, you are over discipling them. Because you have a plan. If I thought something is going to happen, there are certain decisions you cannot make again. Your life is tied. I should not say, guys, um, I'm packing up. I'm just moving to uh, 
there's one country I've been liking recently, London. I like London. In fact, I'm, I must enter London this year. God punish you. I'm not going to enter uh, 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 Stafford Bridge. Come on. It's Old Trafford where we go. The day I will enter Old Trafford, the whole of Instagram and Twitter will shut down. I'll not be posting the picture back to life. That's the day I will break my own train. Guys, I've arrived. <laughs> there we enter Old Trafford. Our Old Trafford, we even know I enter. So I should not say, guys, because um, all my friends, most of my friends now in London. I just say, guys, um, I'm relocating. Um, I'm sorry to give you the sad news of SCC is moving. It's moving to a greater height. So uh, we want to be starting a branch in Manchester. Very, very close to Old Trafford. I <laughs> will be pastoring it from there. So I'll meet you guys on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not as if you follow me. It's not as if you follow me. No, I will go in. I was just gonna be sitting there. I just decided and say, guys, I'm no more doing pastor again. Let's close the whole church. Go and enjoy your life. Bye bye. Some people will be happy. Tony. Tony that is looking at us scared. <laughs> I just said, guys, no church anymore. Um I've just decided to retire from like <coughs> I feel like after about 13 years, 12 years, the Lord has brought us thus far. So I just feel like in the next three months I'll be stepping down as your preacher. And uh, you can go back to your life, we'll delete all the circle, all the messages will we'll, we'll crush them. What do you think we have? No, imagine it. Imagine it. That's exactly how you make decisions when you leave your disciples. You are their shepherd. That is exactly what happens. They will now return to our sheep scattered abroad, having no shepherd. Are you seeing it? It's not possible with me. Oh, I'm, I'm giving up on church. It's, it can never happen. It can never, it can't even, the thought has not crossed my mind. Uh, me, I'm, what I'm thinking is that we're going to enter Mexico. And I say, hey, uh, if you ask me now, caught my mind, you just see conference, Mexico, Portugal, Argentina. That's what's on my mind. And now Nikkei will sing there. <laughs> that is that's what's on my mind. <coughs> and now only will be saying, move, move, <laughs> sit here. Everyone will do body for them. It's going to be. <laughs> 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 no, I will say, 
No, you can't. <laughs> 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 the, one that, the one that shocked me was last Sunday. No, he's not my friend. <laughs> okay. So, he taught them for two years and they have become spiritually mature. That maturity was provided with them with, respons- with the responsibility of spiritual growth. Look at in Acts 20, verse 17. Look at what happened. In Asis, and from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. They have now, that's why people have now become elders. Ayah. How would it be that your disciple is now a pastor? How does that go? How's that going to feel? That your disciple is handling the work in Florida, your disciple is handling the work in Afghanistan. SCC Afghanistan was raised, the person that, that started it was raised by you. How is that going to be? Ah, that's joy. See, they, since they are not elders of the church, it says that when they come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day I came to Asia, what manner has been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and with temptation which befell me. And lying in wait of the Jews. He says, and I hate back nothing. But I've showed you from out to house. He says, I've taught you publicly and from out to house. He was just teaching them for that one. In that 20, in verse 28, he now says, Take it. He was not giving them instruction. Take it unto yourself and to the flock. And to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you over. Now they now have disciples. That's where guys that he got. Saved He got filled with the Holy Ghost. He laid them. That he was asking them. They were telling them, We have believed John the Baptist. I was saying, Have you believed that they be only Holy Ghost? Those were the people that are now saying, Take it to the flock which the Holy Ghost has made you of yourselves. Think about that. He now says, And feed the church. He's not telling them, Both could the same thing that Jesus told Peter. Say, Feed the church of God, which he has possessed with his own blood. The same instructions. So the men grew to be elders and overseers of the church. They grew to be elders and overseers of the church and the whole of Asia. So as I begin to close now, meaning that these men grew to have disciples and continued this way, reaching more people in the whole of Asia. So when he says, when, he's, when, when we saw in the scripture that Paul reached the entire Asia, was he the one who did it? Was it the one who did it? It is a work of disciples. So this implies that church meeting should be a product of what? Disciples. So that's why we are deliberate with what we do in church. I'm going to teach this later, the activities of discipleship in church. Discipleship is practical and experiential. Sometimes you need experience. It's practical. It's real life. It involves taking responsibility by preaching, by precept and by example. You are there for them all the time. It is, it's also a supernatural relationship. Do you know that all of us now, apart from my two sisters, in fact, sometimes I forget that they are my sisters because we don't relate like that again. 
Do you know that all of us here, we met supernatural? I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know. It was a supernatural relationship. But now we are now working together with God. So those that God will give you is the same thing. Supernatural relationship. It emerges by what? Teaching. And being exemplary in conduct to them. So Jesus gave us a mandate. He gave us a mandate. Every believer must have the corporate vision of the body of Christ. Acts 16 verse 15 to 18. says, go into the world, preach the gospel, heal the sick, and all of those things. John 20 verse 23. He says, whosoever sins, ye remit, ye are remitted, and whosoever sins, ye retain, it says, retain. So there's a corporate mandate of the church. All of us, as individuals, must have a corporate mandate. So in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, our common vision is to teach. So are you seeing it, guys? Are you seeing it now? So when you return back to your city, your ministry location, what are you going to do? Raise men. And that you're teaching with all training. Are you seeing it? That is what you are going to do. The mandate. So in discipleship, the mandate of God is fulfilled. The plan of God for the earth is fulfilled. So it says, go into all nations. All nations there is refers to an increasing number. Go into the world. It's a corporate mandate. All believers is which all believers should carry out. And it is demos, and that mandate can only be demonstrated via the leadership, via the guidance and leadership of the local church. You can't be, you can't be a Christian without a pastor, without a voice over your head. Not just a normal pastor is not pastor you are just seeing that you you come to church no that's not what i'm saying pastor who looks after your life who makes sure that things are going well with you who makes sure that everything are you seeing what i'm saying that is pastoring who builds ministry into you that's pastoring so discipleship is a process of training people to become students so after salvation there is need to groom that believer to maturity so, we said again, as I close now, the disciples acquires, it describes his students, right? Yes. So, discipleship is to what makes students of the world out of people upon salvation. So, that means you want your disciples to also be teaching reality of the world, right? You want them to be teaching supernatural, teaching the world too. You are making them do it. Are you learning, right? You are seeing your mistakes too, right? Look at Ephesians 4 now as I close. As we close the session. Ephesians 4. Verse 15. It says, But speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from who the whole body fitly joined together, compacted by, compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, make it increase in the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So, and this is achieved by discipleship. So, and this ought to be the goal of every church. So, every of our ministry locations, what are we supposed to be doing there? Raising disciples. So, beyond 
gathering of believers in our different churches, there is need for us to be deliberate and intentionally ensure that discipleship is going on. So it's not just people coming to our service and sitting down. Is discipleship going on? Are you seeing it? Are we exactly. making students out of the world of people? That's why we give you message to subscribe. That's why we give you this to the. What are we doing? We are intentional with what we are doing. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Exactly. We are giving you assignments. We are doing this and that. We are, we are, you have tasks. You have projects. That is it. And I told you, in Mission is Possible, I said, discipleship involves a personal touch. And that is why follow-up also is key. You have to... So you see that? This is showing you how to also follow up. Are you seeing it? You are going to deal with people. You are going to relate to people. You are going to interact with people. Because it's already a supernatural relationship. But discipleship is going on. We are teaching. So, and they will start to function as a teacher. So it is such that you start to function as a teacher to the convert. You are a teacher to them. You are having informal classes of the word and prayer with them. So it will not be conventional like a church setting like this. Are you getting what I'm saying? But they are praying. They are hearing the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that is what it implies. So follow up, describe that activity. And it's supposed to be done consistently. So as we close this session, you ask yourself, are you raising this idea? Or have you been raising disciples? Do you have disciples? Do you have certain things you are raising? Or are you still joking? Let's pray for ourselves. Let's pray. Let's pray as we close this. That as we have heard God's word today, we are going to make disciples. We are going to make disciples praying for yourself. Are you making disciples? Are men listening to you? Are you training people? Are you building the world in the lives of men? Lift your voice and pray for your life. Pray for your ministry. 